On today's episode of 15 Minutes With, we have experimentation and user growth lead at Spotify, Luke Frake, joining us. Luke's interests are in the field of optimization and experimentation, which are becoming more and more recognized within mainstream digital commerce as vital to any long-term experience strategy. As part of the user research team at Spotify, Luke is involved in optimizing digital experience for Spotify users. Luke talks through some of the challenges that come from operating in an emerging field, as well as how applying a scientific mindset allows us to value failures as learnings. In fact, it would seem that businesses can actually learn more from their experimentation failures than their successes. Luke, welcome. Hi. Hi, Shelley. Nice to, nice to chat with you. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Fabulous. So good to have you. We wanted to get straight into it and ask you, what does good experimentation culture look like? I think there's quite a few different ways that you can summarize good experimentation culture. I think there's like a few different points that you can consider when looking at different companies and looking around. I mean, firstly, like how data driven is a company? Are they making their decisions because somebody in some C-suite office is saying that this is what they should do? Or are they making decisions backed by measurable data, you know, user research, analytic data, anything like that? I think that's one of like the key ones that comes up first. I think are people encouraged to kind of think outside of the box? You know, are people enabled to fail, make mistakes and, and try different things that kind of go against the curve? What metrics people are using and like how how are they measuring success in different areas of the business? Big one, I think, is democracy within experimentation culture as well. So how are people allowed throughout the business to make these decisions and to make these mistakes? Are people uh, C-level making all of the experiment ideas or is it coming down to kind of every junior analyst and everything else around the company able to do these things? Continuing on, uh, what, what, what happens with like results from experiments um, and, and how do people perceive these sorts of things? I think there's like a huge little list of like how people can consider and how people can think about these different things, bits and pieces. Uh, it's, it's a big one. It's a big question to unpack for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. We could easily spend the entire episode talking about just that. In your experience, is that a utopian picture or is it achievable for businesses? Absolutely. I think it's completely achievable. I think it's very hard to change, though. That would be my my crux of it. I think when you speak to companies that that do not have a good experimentation culture, don't have, uh, you know, have fear of failure built in within the company and have kind of top down decisions and don't look at data, I think it's very, very hard to change. Um, you know, purely by the fact that if you have a top down culture, the top is deciding what's happening. And if the top doesn't want to change, it becomes very difficult. But it's definitely possible. I mean, you know, I've worked with so many different companies and, and a variety of like varying degrees of this scale of, of good culture and bad culture, if you like, quote unquote. Um, but but it's yeah, definitely there are companies that are absolutely smashing this. I mean, look at like Spotify, I think is a great company, but I think looking outwards, you know, booking.com and, and companies like this, where they really are just churning out experiments, churning out learnings, but also making difference from these learnings as well. And would you suggest that if a company wanted to do this, they start small? And if they're going to start small, where do they start? Because you could go, you know what, let's just both feet in and see what happens. Um, but I guess with that, there's a risk that you'll try once, fail and never go back. Whereas if you start small, you can kind of build to a crescendo per se. Yeah, I think when it comes to running experiments, starting small is one thing uh, and, and I think it's important but I think you, you touched on a really good point then it's like what is the outcome of these experiments and how do people perceive that and that that is a fundamental part and I think that's something that's hard to start small um, I think that has to be kind of educated in all directions of a company and what I mean by that is 
the you know the most successful experiments don't always come from the biggest uplift in a metric or something a, a, an experiment that fails its hypothesis you know we think we we, we think a is going to happen but actually it doesn't and this happens instead that's that's a learning and that's what's important that, that's the important crux of experimentation you're learning um I love when one of my experiments increases a metric uh, by by you know 15% and that's a huge win and I give myself a pat on the back for that sort of thing but at the end of the day that's probably built on 20 other experiments that have decreased a metric that's built on 20 other learnings that have come from somewhere completely different that have enabled us to get to that point where we get that huge win so I think yeah, I think the, the it, it's very good to start small in terms of getting people into experimentation but really understanding that learnings and knowledge is what you gain from experimentation rather than dollars. Uh, that's not the initial outcome, at least. What advice would you have for a business where experimental culture isn't part of what they do, but they're engaging with an agency or an external business that has that as part of the way they do things? And they potentially have two different versions of what success looks like. Um, ultimately, you would want to bring the company that doesn't have it closer to the company that does. But is there sort of, you know, any advice on how to bring those two people closer together faster? Yeah, I think it's the same if you have, you know, there's two situations that, that are really the same here. You either have a company that doesn't have a culture of experimentation, you have, a, say, an agency that do, or at the same time, you can have a company that doesn't have a, the culture and you can have an internal CRO team that do. Uh, and that 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 that's something I've seen in like, all, all sorts of different places, um, you know, throughout my time. And it, 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 that is the bit that's hard. That's very hard to do. Being being the, the small, trying to change the big in these situations is very hard to do, but it definitely can be done. Um, I think one of the one of the techniques that I uh, would say is really good for this is trying to get some common ground, trying to get some commonality, really try to, you know, as the experimentation side, really trying to understand what are the goals and key metrics that um, you know, the, the rest of the business, the rest of this company, whatever it is, are really trying to achieve. And how can we explain how experimentation can help us get there? So, for instance, if you've got, say, um, you know, say some engineering team that might necessarily not want to run experiments, they think it's a, it's a waste of product time, explaining how small iterative experiments can actually help them do more, more work in the long run, because what they deploy will be more valuable. Uh, if you've got a I don't know, a marketing team who are really focused on their um, average order value, explaining how using experimentation and failing a few times can help kind of increase that. And therefore, it will it will make all of their metrics at the top of the funnel look much better. Um, so I think that that's something that, that I've seen people fall into traps with before is always explaining experimentation as like number of experiments running and not necessarily talking that kind of common that language that 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 piece of truth, if you like, that everybody can kind of get on board with and agree with. From your experience, then it's it's about the process, and by the sounds of it, it's also to do with context. So you can zoom in as close as you like to one particular experiment, and if that fails, it can essentially freak people out, right? Particularly if you don't have data to back it up, or or you know it doesn't, it, it, you know you don't have the the learnings that you can apply necessarily. But actually, if you step back and zoom out and appreciate the fact that that's part of this huge huge context of all these other tests that are running these experiments that are running that are actually supporting you know a much much broader end goal then that's kind of the perspective that you're getting at but i suppose from the from the angle of being data driven you know to try and influence leadership to change that culture how do you do that 
you know when it's such a such a complex ecosystem yeah i think i think that's the hard bit because like you say if you focus on a single experiment as soon as you get your first failure you know, quote unquote failure you're in the position then where people people don't understand the process. I think what you start to be able to do though is you start to join these up into stories. Take that example a second ago, you know, we have a huge win on one experiment. Don't tell that story on its own. Don't signal that one experiment that was hugely successful out. You need to tell the story from the beginning. You need to explain the journey. And we did this, we tried this and it didn't work. But what that taught us was X, Y, Z. So we compounded that on the experiment again and again and again. And what we had at the end was this huge win. So make sure when you're telling your stories about how you got to this, you know, this this win at the end, you include that journey of pains and frustrations along the way. Because realistically, that is the journey. That That's what happened. Um, and that's how you start to get people away from this fear of failure, because they understand that nothing, you know, no failure is without learning. And we can move forward and take that into kind of the next and the next and the next and come up with something much better. Because we tend to understand the research process in an academic setting, you know, we get it and we go, okay, leave the scientists to it. It's, you know, it's an iterative process, but then applying that mindset within a business setting, it's sort of like, you know, we're not, we're not joining, joining the dots fully. So I think that is such a brilliant explanation to actually say, you know, you need to look at the whole thing and don't even your own, how we present our own successes. We need to be, you know, more honest about it so that people actually understand and we're not undercutting ourselves. It makes perfect Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. I mean, we, yeah, we, so for instance, on our side, we have all of our experiments when they're concluded, they go into our knowledge base. Uh, and that's something that, that at Spotify, we share around the entire company. Everyone can see that isn't just a pot of winning experiments that is a pot of experiments that were run successful experiments inconclusive experiments failed experiments because that is the learning uh, and we really push that as well so once you've got all the information um how do you get it out into kind of the wider teams and the wider business to get sort of other people excited about what's happening because having the information in a singular place is one thing but how do you get people to engage with it yeah absolutely i mean i think that's that's one of the most important parts of a CRO team or any kind of experimentation team, but often one of the hardest things to do or most overlooked things to do. So for us, we, we um, all of our analysis is compiled into some kind of deck. Uh, so each experiment has its own deck associated to it. And then that is uh, contains all of the analysis and kind of all of the details for that experiment. Um, and then what we'll do after that is if we in this example, we have kind of a story of experiments, we might create something that's bigger that contains that whole story. So you can see you can drill down into the snippet, into the singular, or you can kind of see the bigger. But having these things is only one part of it, right? If, if we have a thousand decks with a thousand plus experiments that people run, uh, then who, who's reading them and who's looking into them? So there's a few things we like to do around that. One is just sharing it as broadly as possible. So using kind of internal communication channels like email or Slack or Teams or Workplace or anything else that people are using just to make sure that there's like a constant stream of this information being shared out to people. We're also doing more, doing more like in-person or virtually in-person sessions where you have people presenting these ideas and really opening it up to the floor of this isn't just me taking these ideas and giving them to you. This should be conversational. Challenge the, you know, challenge the outcomes, challenge the questions. Like let's continue this learning and continue this bits and pieces of like how can we improve? Because out of those sessions, then you really start opening people up to there is no one right. Let's all continually challenge and ask questions, which gets you back to kind of improving that overall culture uh, and pushing those bits and pieces forward. So I think trying to find as many channels as possible, but also trying to talk 
directly to people as well and getting those outcomes is the best way to kind of disseminate that information. Well, definitely. I, I guess people in, in, in their different roles, respective roles within a business, they all have a completely different perspective of that business. And so to be able to voice their ideas, their questions and challenge exactly what you've been talking about, experimentation, different learnings, is a way to enrich that process and also get them buying in to the whole to the whole process behind it. That's it. And I mean, that part earlier around trying to understand people's metrics, having those conversations opens it up to that. Because when you can say to somebody, this experiment has reduced the bounce rate of this page, and you can literally have the conversation, somebody can ask, well, what does that do for this metric that I care about? Then you can start to explain it. You learn what they're interested in, and you can also explain kind of the joint between the two. So it just helps continue that process of conversation around experimentation, which ultimately leads to a better culture internally for, for experimentation too. So I think it's very sickly that. Absolutely. And a better culture overall when people are collaborating, and communicating. So surely that's part of how you also get senior leadership excited about this process as well. Exactly. Yeah, spot on. Luke, thank you so, so much for your time. Is there anything else in terms of tips and insights that you think people uh, listening might be able to apply? I think I hope the main thing that people take from this is to is to communicate. Uh, too many times that I go into different companies like when I, when I was working as uh, within an agency or, or when I'm working companies and, and different teams aren't communicating. So I really hope the one main thing people take from this is talk to other teams. Don't don't be that standalone silo. Talk to your agency, talk to the teams in your business, whatever it is. Understand what people are thinking and how these bits and different bits and pieces work and how they can come together to be something better than the sum. That's that's my main uh, takeaway. And that's just oh, good advice it. overall, <laughs> to be honest, outside of experimentation. <laughs> Uh, we encourage everybody to talk to each other because it's um it's always those things that come up in surveys when you know people ask about business satisfaction and employee uh, engagement communication is always the thing that comes up as something that needs work on so yeah we'll take that thank you most welcome yeah most most welcome Luke, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. I know that this is going to be an episode that people can really, really learn from. It may be a case of, uh, I imagine there will be loads of questions off the back of it. So I'm sure we'll get you back for a follow-up episode at some point in the near future. Awesome. No, lovely speaking to you, Graham Shelley. Thank you so much for your time. Really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. That was Experimentation and User Growth Lead at Spotify, Luke Frake. By shifting our mindset, and not looking at experimental failures as failures, but more as learnings, and then sharing them with the wider business in an open discussion, we're able to fully utilize the benefits of experimentation within our business. And remember, communication is everything. Thank you for joining us for this episode of 15 Minutes With. We look forward to having you along for the next one.